0: The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO and PowerPlus, their next-generation broker portal that gives you more speed and control over the process. You can now disclose, lock, and manage your loan seamlessly from start to finish, all in one place. It's another reason why greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is the division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. With interest rates
1: continuing to rise and budgets getting tighter, we're looking at changes in how customers access their credit next year. But what does this mean specifically for mortgage origination? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. And today I'm joined by Joe Melman. He's Senior Vice President and Mortgage Business Leader for Trains Union. Joe, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Mike. So, Joe, before we sort of get into the details, um, you know, obviously it's it's a it's an interesting market. It's it's uh, uh, up and down, unstable, uh, whatever word you want to use. I guess just start things off. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, the the overarching uh, analysis that you guys have for next year. What are the big takeaways that you see in consumer spending and consumer credit?
2: Sure. Well, there's a few different buckets. Um, I think the first one that that comes to everyone's mind when they think about 2023 in the mortgage market is uh, origination volumes. And most likely, those origination volumes are going to be down. Um, Purchase We have purchased uh, down to um, uh, almost half of what we've seen in past years to about 4 million uh, originations in 2023. Um, refinance, we have down um, dramatically to only about 1 million next year. These are very hard things to predict, but these are the neighborhoods that we think are uh, realistic. Um, If we look at uh, delinquencies, we see delinquencies ticking up to about 1.4%. That's from all-time lows. Um, And so while that is a tick up next year, it's important to set the overall context for that. Um, Pre-financial crisis, we would see the norm of delinquencies in the 2% range. So 1.4% is really more reversion to the norm as opposed to anything to um, overreact to at this point, although it's important to keep an eye on it. Um, And I think the most positive aspect uh and view for next year is really around the home equity front and we see um there's been a ton of home equity on a year-over-year growth basis this year and we see that continuing into next year um likely to see close to 24 percent year-over-year increase in volumes if you look at HELOCs and um home equity loans
1: sure and and obviously a lot to unpack there and, and plenty more in the in the report but um just since you mentioned the refi thing uh you know Correct me if I'm wrong, I'm assuming it's just, you know, rates is rates were obviously at historic lows. Now they've doubled to something closer to historic norms. I'm just assuming there's probably not a lot of refis left to get right now, right? Obviously, the last couple of years was uh, historic in what we saw. And so that's part of the driver for why refis are going to be down?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That is the number one driver. Um, uh, the few that we are going to have are likely to be a combination of. We're still seeing a few consumers. These are more exceptions. Um, interested in cash out refis, so still as a way to tap large quantities of cash uh, and tap their equity. Um, so we still see that happening, which was a surprise to me, and that will probably continue to next year. But again, much smaller volumes. Um, and we may see a bucket of refi, again, small numbers, but folks that originated recently um, in uh, where they're in um, products that that are probably around six and a half percent, six point seven percent, even that range. By the end of next year, we may see the 30-year below that. Um, at, to the point where it does make sense to refi. So we may see newly originated mortgages, um, a chunk of those refining at the end of next
1: year. Um, and you also touched on uh, you know, one thing that that you expect could be up is, is home equity. And obviously with home prices and the market being where it is, people who've who've been in their home certainly now have uh, some appreciation that they can tap into, but but that doesn't necessarily mean they have to. So, what are some of the market conditions that you think people will feel inclined to tap into that equity right now?
2: Yeah, well, I, I would go to the um, two primary use cases for home equity. So, the first is debt consolidation, and so we took a look at homeowners uh, and um, saw that they have approximately six hundred billion dollars of non-mortgage higher interest rate debt, that's mostly credit cards and personal loans. And so it can make a lot of sense to tap into a lower interest rate home equity product, take that money and pay off your higher interest rate um, existing loans. And that can save a consumer hundreds of dollars a month and be relatively low risk. No regret move. So that's the first uh, first thing that we see happening. And then the second thing is uh, home improvement is the other major use case for home equity, not surprising. And given the phenomena which i I, I call kind of the golden handcuffs, which is uh, so many consumers locked into a super low interest rate because they either purchased recently or refied recently, they're down you know sub three percent or close to three percent. Um, those consumers are unlikely to leave their existing home and move into another home where interest rates could double from what they currently have. And so they're probably going to stay in place, which means that there's much, a much greater incentive to fix up that home and, and spruce it up. And home equity is a great way to do that at a low, um, for a low cost of capital.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Leverage the equity to build even more equity with some, some good improvements.
0: Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com.
1: Um, now, obviously origination, as you said, overall for, for mortgages, uh, you, you expect to be down part of the problem of course, right now is home prices took off, uh, mortgage rates while they're coming down are still up. So there still seems to be some sticker shock and and some affordability issues, but are there other things sort of looking at your report that paint a, a tougher picture for consumers? I mean, I see you expect credit card originations to be up uh, you know, personal loans, maybe coming back down a little bit, but still maybe above what we saw in the early stages of the pandemic. Is there a broader picture you're seeing with, with sort of consumer financial situations where it's not just affordability, maybe they're just in a situation where they don't want to take on, or maybe can't take on a, a 30 year mortgage right now.
2: Um, I think that's, there's certainly an aspect of that, but I think I would revert back to this fundamental mismatch between, um, supply and demand in so much as we've had, I mean, you know, the the lack of affordable housing is not a phenomenon that's recent to this year or last year or the pandemic. This is something that, um, you know, for years, multiple years, we've been seeing um, and where there hasn't been a lot of build out really since the financial crisis on the affordable housing. And so um, it's a continuation of a trend. I do think that there are consumers that um, kind of are not in a position right now to want a home. Um, I still think there are a large number out there that have the desire, and it does come back to that affordability. Um, to that end, I think, you know, home prices, which may which may uh, moderate and probably come down a little bit next year, are going to be a factor. Certainly interest rates that you mentioned, but I think there are um, other things like un- unemployment, is good, or employment rather, will be kind of probably one of the biggest factors. And while we think um, we don't see... Um, it being too concerning at this point. Um, obviously, these things can change.
1: So, is there anything you know to to address the larger number? Obviously, to some of those consumers, the small number that you say you know may have credit problems. Obviously, you can coach them and help them get on a path. Um, looking at some of the issues you laid out, inventory concerns about unemployment. Um, are there things that people in the mortgage industry, originators, and others can do to try to help? uh maybe stop the bleeding get originations to sort of level off a little bit or is it basically things that are sort of outside the mortgage industry's control right now
2: um you know i i i think i i hate to punt anything but these are larger issues around incentives around home building these are things like zoning laws and regulations and things like i live in a suburb um uh you know do i want high density housing in that in my in my existing neighborhood while it's good for consumers to have more um, uh, housing options, right? There's the not in my backyard phenomena, you know, reference zoning and kind of geographic constraints, zoning constraints. So these are things that um, oftentimes are beyond the housing, um, you know, the immediate lender circle. But I would say to your point, you referenced it earlier, and we may have talked about it on a prior podcast, but I think this um, putting consumers, giving consumers tools to improve themselves, to A, educate themselves on what's required for a mortgage, because we know consumers often overestimate how difficult it is to qualify for a mortgage. They think they need a higher credit score than they actually do. They think they need more income than they actually do. Those kinds of things. So educating consumers and then putting them on a path to getting to a qualified area and connecting them with down payment assistance, which can be a very confusing process. Jungle to work through, but there are a lot of options out there. I think those are more of the things that are in the lender community's uh, um, purview.
1: And I don't know if you guys looked out to twenty twenty four with projections, but even with what you see, are there signs that maybe things can be better if you get through this year? I know you, you looked at, uh, you know, consumers, particularly uh, you know Gen Z and millennials, people who are going to be entering their prime home buying years they do, at least your data shows that they are optimistic about their financial futures. So are there signs that, you know, 2023, you're going to have to hunker down and, and, and scratch and claw, but if you can get through it, things might be better as we get into even 2024?
2: Um, boy, I tell you, we, 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 uh, uh, we have a hard time projecting 2023, 2024 is going to be a step beyond that, something that I can speak confidently about. But I will say to your point, I think general advice is, um, to stick to the fundamentals, right, is to stick to, I think, un- employment is the single most important thing. So, um, you know, staying employed, working on a job, working for a raise if possible, sticking to the fundamentals, and also not overextending yourself. I think that there is, particularly with this um, rise in um, rise in uh, home expenses and kind of living expenses, um, there's been a thirst post-pandemic to, kind of spend a little bit and have a, have a, um, take those vacations that you hadn't taken before. And I think it's important to try to stay, um, focused on not overextending yourself.
1: Absolutely. Sort of, you know, get getting back to that point of coaching people who may not be there yet, helping them get on that path, especially uh, if we expect rates to maybe continue to slide in, into the middle part of, of next year. Um, Joe, are there any other takeaways from your survey that you think originators can use to sort of help them, through what uh, many people expect to be a slower 2023?
2: Yeah, I think I just come back to that theme around home equity. And that is where, you know, there is nothing that an individual lender can do to increase the um, U.S.'s total mortgage originations. Um, And so there is certainly... tools you can use to try to get a larger slice of that pie, but it is a much smaller pie next year. But home equity is a growing pie. And so we're seeing already a lot of our customers are um, either pivoting to, if they weren't already in home equity, looking to begin doing home equity, um, or if they were already in home equity, it was most likely a much smaller footprint. And so taking even some of their existing loan officers right, and shifting them over and shifting capacity from mortgage to home equity and trying to tap into that trend um while it's growing
1: yeah that's great advice having to, to shift with the market especially at a, at a time like this uh joe thanks so much for joining me
2: mike always a pleasure
1: headlines are up next but first
0: a quick word this podcast was brought to you by penny mac tpo and power plus their next generation broker portal visit tpo.pennymac.com to sign up Penny Mac TPO is a Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply.
1: Here's your headlines for today, December 14th. TransUnion isn't the only organization predicting a downturn in the housing market in 2023. In fact, they weren't even the only ones doing that on Tuesday. The National Association of Realtors says home sales will be down 8.6% next year, and that's from 2022 numbers, which are already down. NAR says the decline will happen largely in the first part of the year, with things starting to turn around as we get through the middle of 2023. But we could be seeing momentum as we wrap up this year, mortgage applications increased last week, the MBA says the bump was driven by both purchase and refi indexes. This has been The Principle, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Gutamperer, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by SkyGaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.